that actually brings up a point, though. Oh, we're back to here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we always come back to here somehow. This show goes to weird places after a while, especially when I'm controlling it here. It's Wednesday, and you're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, and you're here with Brock, Byron, and Alex. So what have you been doing today? Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. You're here with Brock, Byron, and Alex is late. Great start to the new year for him. It's like Happy New Year, Brock. Yeah, Happy New Year. Wow, it's it's 2020. I, I actually can't believe it. It's... It feels like yesterday that it was 2019. I know. <laughs> Bad jokes. <laughs> yeah. Nah, that... Oh, I can't believe Alex is late, though. He's really starting off uh, Hump Day Vibes to 2020 with a uh, really great effort, you know? I mean, he always rocks up, like, you know, five minutes before it starts anyway, normally like, oh, yeah, just going to get here, just come back in time, and yeah, we're here. And so this is what we're doing today, and now we can't even brief him. Yeah, that's true. We'll have to <laughs> brief him during the uh, music and whatnot, but... <laughs> Uh, it'll be fine. I'm, he's stuck in traffic for those who are uh, wondering. He, um, of course, because he's he has to come from Mandra. So basically, uh, he's a country bumpkin. <laughs> Mandra's not the country, <laughs> but basically, yeah. So he's stuck in traffic, and uh, because we're drive time and we drive you home every Wednesday, basically. Um, Let's be honest. Yeah, it happens. Everyone's on holiday right now. Oh, actually, yeah. I mean, <gasps> it's, it's still wait. Well, he's here now, isn't he's he? Here. He's okay, right here. you know what? We're gonna we're gonna. Uh, we're going to ruin the radio rules, and we're going to tell him to come in. Hello, Alex. We're on air right now. Hello. Yeah, good, good to see you. How, how Mi- are you doing? Microphone's on. Oh, there we go. Happy like New Year. Being, happy New Year, indeed. I like doing these dramatic entrances, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you know what? We're proud of you. You actually got here pretty close to three. Yes, even though I was expecting to come here like half an hour late, so... Yeah, well, congratulations. You made it. Yes, I did. How hungover are you, by the way? I'm actually pretty good. You're pretty good. Yeah, okay. went on a small adventure. Shouldn't have done it. Did it. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, but we're going to go to our next song and we're going to brief Alex. So, uh, Happy New Year, everyone. And um, here's our next song. Here's Eleventy Seven, Divers in a Hurricane. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes, driving you home. Read it. This is the most addictive website known to man. It will tear your life apart. And that's how we found this question. Welcome back. So, uh, the Reddit question of the week is, what is a weird hobby that you've been hiding from your friends or family? Ooh, interesting. Yes. Well, I think my family knows about all my weird hobbies, but the question is to my friends' knowledge of my weird hobbies? Mm. Yeah, do they, do they know? Yeah, because I don't really do much. <laughs> I just read books, play video games. Sometimes, though, I paint uh, Warhammer 40k miniatures, so... And that being said, go. I was going to say, I don't think uh, no! your hobbies are actually that weird, though. Yeah, so I was just thinking, oh, I don't really have any weird hobbies. It's hard to define golf, weird, like, though. What golf do you two count? No, that's not know, weird. You don't see the types that would play golf. We play golf. We play golf. Not so that often. It's not weird, though. I play, like, maybe once a year, but, like... So you say I'm a normal person? I actually bought a golf set just to play with my dad. And I hated oh. golf at the start. And now I actually enjoy it. Except golf is good when you actually start... Unless well. I'm playing with my brother and it's just a uh, every single shot. Yeah. F this, F that. Yeah, there's a lot of swearing involved in golf. And see, that's why I believe when you're playing with friends and families, unless these are all really, really good golf players, I believe like, you could you should always be playing like uh, best ball, essentially. Nah. You always like play off whoever hits the best ball each time. Because that can still change things up. Personally, I feel like the best time to play golf is when you're ba- like with a bunch of mates, but you're all just equally bad. Like, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Day. 
Anyways, let's get back onto it though. What? It's a weird thing, or something your family doesn't know about. Okay, I've I've got one. I, I'm I'm not going to say they don't know about it because I'm pretty open with most of my things. But basically, uh, and this one is going gr- to. I feel like this is going to grind both of your gears here. Here we go. Okay, oh, so we talk about my lack of movie knowledge and TV shows and whatnot stuff a lot. Yeah, so they abuse you for that. Yes. Okay. So Good. what no, if no, I no, no. <laughs> except for that one time on Christmas? Yeah. Exactly. Oh <laughs> no, that doesn't count. <laughs> what if I told you one of my hobbies is watching like foreign films? Yeah, foreign films are good. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, no, I mean, that's <laughs> not the weird part, but I mean, like, instead of watching everything you guys are requesting me yeah. to watch, I'm just watching foreign films instead. Anime? No, are you, anime. Wait, are you doing that? Yes. <sighs> and so, basically, at the moment, uh, I'm watching this series called Terrace House. You've got to be right. relevant, though. Yeah, dude, like I said, it's a weird <laughs> hobby. This is the entire point of the... This is like, why the, you don't stay relevant. That's true. <laughs> you have to think, like, you know, weird is synonymous with niche hobby. You know. Exactly. But basically, I'm watching this like foreign TV series called Terrace House at the moment. And essentially, it's like Big Brother, except it's boring, if that makes sense. <laughs> so, there's no... Um, it's set in Tokyo, and there's no... Um, of course it is. Big Brother-esque things to it. It's literally just six people live in this house. They don't quit their jobs or anything like that. They go to their jobs during the day, and the only times they interact is when they happen to all be in the house together. Does anything messed up happen? No. Nothing Literally, it is genuinely just daily life, and it's kind of boring, yet it's Bidding. really addicting to watch. And <laughs> like so- Gogglebox. No, you see, it's, it's not like Gogglebox, though. And, uh, yeah, and so it's just really fun to, like, watch, because you start gaining, like, this sort of, like, connection with, like, the housemates and stuff like that, and then oh, eventually... Friends. Your friends, housemate friends! Oh. And eventually they leave, and they get replaced by someone else, and then you're like, no, this isn't my original cast. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's what I'm really enjoying so far. And it's like, they've got, like, six different seasons on, like, uh, Netflix or something like that. And you, it's great. You really need to go into a share house. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the same thing, but you get to live it. Yeah, yeah but so watching other cultures have that shared house, though, that's just as fun. So what is a weird thing for you, Byron? I've had, I wouldn't call them weird, but they're more unknown. Um, I tried Twitch streaming for a bit. Oh. So, I, fair enough. To be fair, though, if you do well, you know, some of them do get paid very well. I started making a Must Chief cosplay costume. With, Dude, I do cosplay. Yeah, but, like, that is weird, making though. it. Making it, though. Like, yeah. it's still in a weird place, really. I tried it. I, I had a gauntlet, and I was trying to make it, and then I gave up. That's, some, that's the charm of it, though. You know, you know, you put it, you put it all together by yourself, and then... You show it off to Comic-Con or whatever. Yeah, and that'd be super cool if I could do that. But, yeah, that's... See, cosplay is still kind of weird to me, though. I'm, yeah, I'm not really a little weird. I'm not really a huge fan it of it. It depends. So. Like, I'm, judgment, I'm judgmental over certain types of cosplayers. Like Primarily uh, a type weebs. of Titan cosplayers, because <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah. I hate the sight of them now these days. And uh, furries. Ah, uh, yeah. No, just, I'm just talking about the cosplayers that you just see everywhere, or the ones that do, like, Pikachu onesies every time, or... But that's yeah. weird because of the Nothing society wrong. stigma, which well, they've... That yeah, stereotypical has been given. me going to, like, conventions for years and just seeing the same ones over and over again, you know? And uh, Attack on Titan, without fail, you'll see an Attack on Titan cosplayer. Yeah, and you'll see some girl wearing some breastplate that is just, you know, nothing. And you'll see all that stuff as well. And yeah, You'll that- probably see some guys doing that as well. Yeah. But I have. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah, there'd be the people who dressed up as Hulk. Not Hulk, um, yeah, Hulk, Thor actually. as well and stuff yeah, like Thor that. Thor and uh, Hercules, that's the one I was thinking of, not Hulk. And dressed up as him, you know, just 
wearing nothing because they're buff guys. You do see the occasional proper space marine cosplay as well. Yeah, well, it's th- amazing. Although uh, you did dress up as uh, one of the Star Trek uh, characters a while ago, didn't you? Well, Richard. I sort of made my own Star Trek character. I was dressed in Star Trek Next Generation captain's uniform, but uh, I wasn't bald, so it couldn't be Captain John Picard. <laughs> um, I couldn't grow a full beard, so it couldn't be uh, Commander William Riker. So, and you still own. can't do both those things. I can't. <laughs> Although, let's be real, though, Captain Alex McClure sounds like something straight out of Star Trek. There, am I wrong? Kind of does. Sorry, actually. number one. Yeah, it does. Okay. Well, since we're so far off topic, though, we're going to go to our next song. I uh, hope you're having a great drive home. You're not too hungover. You're making it through. Here's a... Um, I can't... Okay. This is a... I'm going to walk over there. Keep, no, no, no. No, no. no. We do um, this every week. I know. A Marina Waters, Your Mother's Ring. You listen to Humpty Was that Vibes? really that hard to say? <laughs> yes, it was. A Marina. This is Humpty Vibes. I'm ready for you. Driving you home. Kind of I've been thinking... <laughs> And that was Trastic Park, Bother Me, and before that, Daisy Brains, A Better View. You're listening to Humpty Vibes, driving you home. So how do you feel about our pass grade here? Do you think 50% is good enough? I would say so, old chap. 50% is, yeah, like if you get more than half the necessary grade, you know, you should be grand. So uh, I, uh, It depends. I, it depends. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, what course are you wanting to get accepted in? It's like, you know, when you grade someone with ATAR marks. I think it really depends on what we're doing. So if it's just a general sort of like, I don't know, researching and for a topic or something like that, I'd say 50% is fine. But then on the plus side, say if you're doing like, say, a practical component for something, okay, brain surgeon or something like that, and then you only know 50% of the content, then I'm more like, okay, maybe the grades should be adjusted. I so could just, I could just imagine you just doing half the work on like brain surgery. Yeah, Yeah. I'll take this side of the brain, you take the other. (laughs) But the reason I bring this up is that I found an article, and it's a little bit of an old article now, but they want to lower the pass marks for grades 7, 8, and 9 in South Africa to 40%. In what? In Across the board. That's really silly. And just to clarify, they've already removed maths from the passing or failing component. Mm-hmm. That seems really idiotic, it in my opinion. It is interesting as well, though, because I've known people... Like, I sort of struggled quite a bit in the primary school and early years of secondary school, and then getting access to university after that. Then again, it's just a question of, like, how many alternative pathways can you take when it comes to accessing these institutions? But I, f- I just look at it and go... This is a wrong thing. This is something... I'm sorry. 50% for high school graduate positions. Like, year seven, eight, nine, if you don't know half the content already, send them back. Repeat it. And yeah, you can imagine like the dropout rate from people who are like like, unprepared for the work standard required. Yeah. And there's other scary parts as well, though. When they release these stats, it goes, you know, grade one, two, three, four to 12. Next to it, they actually put a survival rate next to it as well. And it changes. Like, there's a 25% survival rate situation going on as well when you hit grade 12 or year 12. Do you know what this tells me? I believe uh, this is no longer about a whether we should be lowering or hiring the threshold for a pass. But to me, I feel like then you should now be focusing on what content's being teached. Just for the fact that if you're having to lower the uh, threshold to 40% to pass, maybe you're just teaching stuff which is too hard for these people's current age groups. 
Well, I don't think it is. Their entire system is slowly falling. That's the problem. Like their whole grade and I mean their economy is going downhill constantly anyway. But when you look at it, I mean we know exactly when it went wrong. Uh, there was a certain party got into power and then rules got introduced and then things went downhill. But I'm a bit you- ignorant on the South African politics. I'm not too sure what the. Right the- <laughs> yeah, oh, so no, I'm not just showing the details behind that. Yeah, well, the point is that a certain party got into power and then the rules have changed. And essentially that if you own a business, the person that is in charge must be a local, essentially. You know, if, it doesn't matter who you are or if you are of Caucasian descent. And this is the opposite of racism based in law. For like, you know, everyone, the entire world goes, you know, everything's equal, but they believe oh, all this oppression, we must, you know, even it out now. So say if you're in a business, someone of the local descent must own 51% of the company. Okay. And so- it's ha- called affirmative action, I believe. Is it? Yeah. How does this relate to but the whole great thing? So there's people in power that are uneducated. Like the prime minister goes and reads out this, you know, million dollar number- and he stuffs it up royally. And it just shows his level of education as well. Like this whole collapse in their, you know, education system that's failing. I just, like, don't get me wrong, there's people here that, you know, are failing in the system because they've been taught differently. They need to be taught differently. But really, if you're failing these early grades and somehow getting into this position of power, there's a problem there. Yeah, so you should be looking at the content you're teaching then. Yeah, but I think it's the same content around the world, though, really. No, but it, I mean, it may be, but that's when you look at it and say, no, we need to do something different from what this place is doing and this place is doing. You need to cater to your country and create a syllabus which works for you. Yeah. And so I think that's just looking at, uh, like, you should be ignoring the threshold for whether you're lowering it, hiring it, blah, blah, blah. Make it 50 as what is the norm. And then look at what your current syllabus is, is get the educated people to be, okay, we should be doing this, 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 and this. This will help sustain us for the future and whatnot. So, But how do you stop people from not showing up? Who are not showing up? How do you stop that from happening? They need to show up to learn these things. Because that's the big issue. That's probably what's coming down. Well, Attendance-wise, that's what actually half the stats show. Well, yeah, I, I mean... It's, sorry, I think it's inevitable, though, for some people just to not be interested. I think you have to look at these things from like an individual basis. But, uh, yeah, it's certainly interesting. How do you keep them interested? That... Brings it an entirely different topic into the like into this entire thing, which we can't answer. Yeah, because really. we're like, like experts on uh, education, as you can it, certainly tell. Yeah, it's like we are educated officially. Yes, we are. Sometimes, actually, no. Technically, I'm officially educated once I, I graduate. I am officially. Yes, exactly. Enough to got our degrees. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, realistically, though, solving problem A might create problem B. Solving problem B might create problem C and D, etc. And so. It's a constantly changing thing, you know what I mean? So once we answer something, we'll never be able to answer everything straight away. Yeah. But anyways, I thought it was just an interesting topic for us to share. Oh, and it's very interesting. at least, you know, keep people informed a little bit because I was unaware of this till last night, believe it or not, when I had a nice conversation with some people that were from South Africa. Anyways, we're going to our next song. It's Elliot Booth, Cut My Teeth. You'll listen to Hump Day Vibes on your drive home. Hump Day Vibes, driving you home on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Just listened to Watercolour by Avoris. And before that, we had Frankenstein, which was by Gosh. 
Now, we're going to jump into Game Sesh right now, but before we do that, make sure to check us out on Spotify, which is Hump Day Vibes, also on our website, humpdayvibes.com, also on Podbean, Instagram, Facebook, you know the drill. Let's just jump straight into Game Sesh. Choose your character. Choose your weapon. Round one. Fight! This is Game Sesh. <laughs> Lovely laugh right there, Byron. Yeah, gotta have a good laugh. Exactly. Uh, so we got Game Sesh right now. We got a. Uh, we don't have any news for this week for Game Sesh, but basically, what we're going to be talking about is because it is a new decade. I figured let's talk about some games in the past because we got some upcoming games which are coming out soon, which are going to be great. But we've also got some games which came out a while ago, which are no longer in the spotlight, which are very good. So I figured, why not talk about some games which you are maybe either late to the bandwagon to play or anything like that or just or you just stayed in the bandwagon just never left it exactly and you're just enjoying it so Mm. i know you said this really resonated with you alex so is there any uh, games which you've been playing as in recently that um well here we go it's either one of the old total war games most likely uh, medieval 2 or warhammer 40k space marine because that is just an amazing hack and slasher game and most often i would say mountain blade warband which came out a very long time ago, I think it came out in 2009 or something like that. And their sequel, finally, uh, Mountain Blade uh, 2 Bandlord, is coming coming out this year after 10 years of development. So that makes me excited. Nice. And what about yourself, Byron? Have you been playing any older-ish games that are no longer in the spotlight? I actually, I recently just picked up Braid. Yes. Just I played it before and I was just on holiday. I was thinking, what offline game can I play on my way down? And uh, yeah, I, p- I picked it up. Been really enjoying it. It's like it was one of those early pioneering it's, uh, indie yeah. games that made yeah. the brand popular. Actually, made Xbox Live indie games popular. That was a, It was just you know one of those old games that came out. And it's just a great game to be honest. Like I don't know why they didn't you know do it before. Honestly, it's just it's a great game. So I don't really know what Braid is. So I know I've heard okay. the name, but I don't understand anything about it. What's like the whole premise, roughly? Platformer. Yeah, but 2D. Braid is a 2D platformer and it has this interesting mechanic where you rewind time and there's certain parts of the game that aren't affected by the rewind and some are. Oh, so say you're doing a puzzle piece and there's a key you need to get. And so say you grab that key and then the key's glowing greeny and that isn't affected by the rewind. So essentially you grab that, that sticks to you. So you say you jump into a pit, grab the key and you rewind and jump out of it and the key stays with you. Or, yeah. What? Well, I heard from uh, an interview with the developer of Braid that he was inspired by um, one of the Prince of Persia games where you could rewind time in order to, like, you know, avoid being killed by falling to your death and all that. But he decided to, yeah, just make an entire game around that as well. And then, yeah, Ooh, it was quite successful. That's interesting. That. Yeah, it's got, and it has some really nice mechanics in it. That's the something I take away from it. And not, not long after Braid came out, um, you had uh, Limbo. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, these are games that came out and like revolutionized the industry for indie games because honestly, this game takes probably an hour and two hours to pass. Sometimes, you know, sw- short and sweet is yeah, all you need. It's actually got a really nice story to it as well, though, which I'm not going to spoil, of course. But Obviously not. It's amazing. It's something you don't want to spoil because, again, it's at the end. Yeah, but it, it has a Mario feel to it as well. But It is on Steam. Yeah. Both of those games are on Steam. Yes. yes I'll have to course. look them up then if that's the case. I, I might have to force you to play it after. Maybe. <laughs> well, what about you, Brock? 
Well, this one came out in 2013, but it's still out of the spotlight because it's one of the older ones in the series. But basically, I have recently gotten into Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. I haven't even played that yet, but I heard that's like uh, sort of a diamond in the rough, really. Yeah, and so what I really enjoy about it, though, is I've never really been a fan of Assassin's Creed. It's the whole, like, stealth sort of games and whatnot. It's never really interested me, but this game... Is an Assassin's Creed game in name only, in my opinion. Mm. It's essentially, it's a pirate game disguised as an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, probably one of the things that I just don't like about Assassin's Creed, it doesn't make the stealth that fun because you're an overpowered person anyway. You can take on hundreds of people. So what's the point in being stealthy to begin with? It's so boring as well, stealthing. One person swings at you. Counter. Another person swings at you. Counter. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, I I I say Shadow of Mordor. Middler Shadow of Mordor did that much better. That being said, though, it has ship combat in a single yes. player where you're actually in a, your own pirate ship. You can see other ships ranging from uh, Spanish ones to English ones and whatnot. And you can go up to them, you can battle them and then eventually board them and destroy the crew and then take the ship for your... Well, not take the ship for your own, but basically either destroy the ship for its resources and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. And it is fantastic. That ship combat is really fun because it's you feel like a genuine pirate... You mm. can go to other islands, you can raid their warehouses for the rum and sugar and whatnot, all the commodities at the time, which were stereotypically so everything the pirates It sounds wanted. like something you would do, definitely. Yeah, go sure. Go raiding for rum and all that. Of course. Why is the rum always gone? Oh. <laughs> but here's not- the thing, though. Like, um, going to- uh, Actually, do you want to speak first? Then? Oh, no, I was going to say, just another game that I recently re-picked up was Mass Effect. Yeah. See- it was a big game. It was quite revolutionary. It was only on the Xbox. But it was actually amazing. Like, I picked it up as, like, my friend was like, oh, I like this game, but it was okay. I barely played it. When I firstly played it, I p- went through and played the whole lot in one sitting. I've gone and back and played it again, and it was a surprise. Eight hours ago, and I went, oh, oh, dear. I need to put this down. <laughs> yeah. The games that are like that to me would be um, uh, Civilization games. You could just yeah, keep yeah, no, going forever. Yeah. Just one more turn. Yeah, yeah, just one more turn. That's that's what happens in that game. It's always one more turn. And that one turn ends up being like a thousand hours later, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and now it's turned for our next song? Yeah, I was trying to think of a... Uh, a pun. A really nice pun or smooth segue to get there. But your horrible one's going to have to be the one oh, which yeah, we'll deal with Byron. <laughs> but yeah. Either way, though, this one coming up right now is We The Kids. And it is by Milk Beach. And you're listening to Hump Day Vibes, driving you home on Radio Frio. Hump Day Vibes, driving you home on Radio Frio Man or 107.9 FM and humpdayvibes.com. So listen to OMG by Phoebe Sinclair and Covered in Weeds by Papaya Tree. Now jumping into the next topic. So one thing which I've noticed, and it's I'm, I'm going to say lately, but it hasn't really been lately. But it's about the landmass size of Australia. So you were just like smoking a joint and you were just pondering this like one night? No. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> Drugs are illegal. What were we talking about when we came up with this? I was just looking Dude. on the maps, like Google Maps. Oh, okay. Australia is quite big, man. Yeah. And literally when <laughs> no, you- we came up with this like just before you got here. Yeah. <laughs> and when you look at landmass size of Australia and you compare it to the US. Geographically, it is continent Australia. Yeah. It's- it is pretty similar in size. <laughs> but there's one main difference. The US has 50 states, whereas we don't have anywhere near that. We have essentially like one, one-tenth of, sorry, not one-tenth, one-fifth of the amount of states and territories as what uh, the US have. 
And so here's the question which I want you guys <laughs> to ponder. Just counting it out right now. <laughs> we have, uh, it's either eight or nine. I don't want to do the uh, actual math itself. Yeah, yeah. But um, why doesn't Australia have 50 states, for example? Well, the key thing, it's population. That's it. That's the main argument against it, for sure. Absolutely. Because we have a much smaller population than the UK. And well, like um, and the US is like, I think, half a billion in terms of population. So I guess in terms of administration, administering that, uh, that territory, you're going to have to divide it up amongst all those states. But uh, with a population of Australia, it's not that it's not required. Yeah, because we have roughly 25 million-ish mm. or so people. Yeah. Well, if we look at this another perspective for it, France is 14 times smaller than Australia, yet their population is at like 40-something million. I think it's more than that. Is it? I think it's like 70, because I think the UK is like it's, 60. Yeah, well, um, I just looked up a stat. Just well, saying. I'm just going to Google <laughs> right now and just like see. But, yeah, so the, but the point being is though that for land mass size versus people population wise, I mean, there's a whole lot of Australia that just it's unusable. There's well, nothing out there. There's no road out there. There's nothing there. That's true. We do have a lot of desert, especially yeah. in WA. Yeah, it's 66 million. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Um, do we see Australia ever implementing more states, though? That's the thing. Or do you think... Well, no. Because uh, there are some places that are just, like, uninhabitable for larger sort of settlements and agriculture and all that. Geography is certainly playing against the prospects of, like, expanding, like, towards, like, the inland. But then again, they have technology advances and uh, agricultural technology but why don't we have like at least like the middle australia have something like you know the middle australia yeah i don't know (laughs) i I can't think of a name for it you you think around the area of alice springs and whatnot yeah they should be their own sort of yeah state yeah i I would see what you mean because would you like i haven't been there but um wouldn't darwin and alice springs just feel like entirely different states entirely it is though all that is different though Mm. well and that that's why i'm bringing it up because let's look at wa for example Look at where Perth is located. Look at what is surrounding Perth going north, going south, and then even going inland as well to the east. Mm. It's night and day difference between those areas. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. really drive for, uh, say, 12 hours up north and then still be in the same uh, state. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I could see Australia being, so Western Australia being cut into four. Yes, and I could see maybe Queensland into three. Mm. Well, it just really depends on the increase of population. Yeah, exactly. uh, Because those are very, very sparsely populated areas to begin with, you know. It'd be... Okay, this is where I'd see West Australia being cut. I would include Geraldton in the south. You know, actually, yeah, South Cube, and you'd go there and you'd go all the way. You'd be including um, Esperance in there as well. And you'd be cutting it right through there. Just make Mandra its own state. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you cut that out and then... <laughs> I mean, Mandra already is like... the um, It's so microcosm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, you'd have that line going straight across as well and then you'd have the top bit more divided up as well. Hmm. Maybe even two divisions up there. You know, th- that's where I would see it at least. The only downside currently is like... we. we I'm going to keep bringing up population, but it's the main issue right there, is we have towns up north in WA which only have like 50 or so people which live there, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so now... That one person, you know, if there's a state, for example, that one person will have to be like, oh, I'm going to have to try and maybe be in control of this whole area now. Because, you know, obviously there's uh, state parliaments and stuff like that, state governments. Yeah. So then that actually has to come into play, you know? 
Well, the question of population, it's always been the predominant topic when it came to, like, Australian politics throughout the entirety of the 20th century. So it'll continue to be so. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the money that West Australia gets through mining on the royalties that if they cut it up, what Perth wouldn't get. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like tourism and stuff like that as well. Then it becomes a uh, different thing too. You know what I mean? Now, all the tur- most of the tourists, though, they go to the East Coast primarily. Yeah, but I mean, Perth has a pretty uh, solid... Uh, Have you seen the quokka advertisements going on? No. <laughs> yeah. That's- I'm a hermit these days. I don't okay, go outside. Well, West Australia has been tipped... Well, Perth and Rottnest have been tipped to be one of the hotspots... This year. Well, that's understandable with Rottnest. This year? Yeah. Well, that's really early. I know. <laughs> I was going to say next year, but you know. Yeah. Or this the next year decade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going into this new decade, I'm sure it's going to be a hot spot. But people seem to love Perth, though, so I'm not surprised. It's a nice spot. I much prefer it to Sydney, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. It's much uh, more of a chill experience. vibe, you know, to it. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I mean, I've recently been using public transport this last few weeks. Hasn't been too bad. Mm. I remember hating public transport. Look, Perth has a decent public transport. The one in New South Wales is much better, but uh, Perth is the one around Perth is a lot more straightforward. You don't have to take like ferries and buses and buses and all that. You can just take a train to where you want to go. <laughs> yeah, public train transport could be so much better though. That's <laughs> mm. uh, saying that everything can be so much better though here. Oh yeah, it can. But I mean, I'm just going to base it straight off like my experiences using public transport in Japan though. Oh, oh, it's yes. like the train Bullet system. Trains. The train system in Japan is fantastic. You know what I mean? The public like transport situation in Japan is great. You know, compare that to what we have here in Perth. It's like wow. You know, like you can't compare wow. them because it's so mind-blowingly like huge. Yeah, I can be. I can guarantee. Like, if I go out the front of my house where my train st- bus stop is. <laughs> The buses are coming every five minutes, and they can come in the wrong order. Some can be really slow. Some can be, you know, hella, hella, yeah, hella ahead of time. Whereas in Japan, they apologize if they arrive 30 seconds early. I'm sorry, I'm early. I've been dishonored. <laughs> I like the way we just totally derailed the conversation. Hey. We're talking about population. Well done, well done. Yeah, I'm proud of that. Time to move on either way, though. Let's get back on <laughs> track. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get off this ride right now. Dear. It's just like this co- co- coming to a screeching halt. <laughs> Basically. We're running out of steam. Uh, just stop. please, song. <laughs> just stop, please. <laughs> we got quite like peak uh, two weeks, three months coming up right now. You're with uh, Brock Barron and Alex on Hump Day Vibes, driving you home on this lovely Wednesday afternoon. And that was Love You Best by Sputnik Sweetheart. And before that was Ghosted by Scarlet Drive. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes, driving you home on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Would you stop playing video games, Brock? (laughs) I can't can't help it. Fine. Well, that's quite appropriate because the next segment of Hump Day Vibes is the one and only. We are talking Pokemon. Game of Thrones. We could talk about that. You guys remember Gangnam Style, right? I loved Gangnam Style. You're listening to Nerd Talk. What are you sniggering at? My stomach rambled. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't pick up on microphone, so oh, that's quite fortunate. So I actually just pulled out my uh, laptop and loaded up Braid, and <laughs> Brock's not playing it, and he's actually really enjoying it. So it's kind of cool. nerd. But anyway, though, we want to reflect on the best movies of 2019. And series. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you wrote down movies, but we could talk about 
TV shows as well. Well, why not start with you, Byron? What do you think was the best... Okay, let's divide these into categories here. The best TV show and the best movie of 2019. Okay, so movie... Just from my perspective of it, I would say that it was Avengers Endgame. Right. But when I say that, that's a very skewed perspective of it because I've been so invested in this show with its 21 episodes... So it's really you know, a massive investment of my time going, okay, I followed this thing for how long now? And it's this big mock-up of something. But at the same time, it might not actually be the best one. And I'm sure I've missed a few movies. I think like on an objective level, you'll find a Marvel movie that would be better overall. But yeah, it's a question of personal preferences. And Saying that-, that, there's an indie movie called Code 8 that finally got released, which I, was, I crowdfunded. And... Well, I was part of the crowdfunding process because I was really, you know, I like the actors that were in it. And I would say I really enjoyed that too. So, you know, you kind of yeah. sit on this barrier of what's good. It's all perspective based. Mm. What about you, Brock? Oh, this is a tough one for me. Just for the fact that I didn't really watch. Um, <laughs> watch your movie. Too many, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I honestly think the best thing that I saw in 2019 was probably Toy Story 4. And I still haven't seen that. I'm Wait, that was this year? That was. No, it was last year. Oh, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, now I want to change my answer. But yeah, so I think that's the best thing that I saw, just for the fact that um, I felt Toy Story 3 was a great ending to the franchise, and I felt if they were never going to make a single Toy Story after that point, I was content with that ending. But then after hearing uh, and seeing Toy Story 4s, I was like, Okay, I've got some more conclusion, which I was interested about now. I am okay with never having a Toy Story 5. Mm. And I think Toy Story 5 will happen at some point. But Money. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm gen- I was genuinely really happy with how it ended. It was emotional. It was saddening. Like, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy with that. And so I think that was the best thing which I saw movie-wise. Yeah. But Probably not get- TV-wise, though. Okay, what is it for TV? Is it some anime, please? No. What's it- is it something on Netflix? Yes, just, I was... Just tell me. What do you mean, just tell you? I don't know, this is, this is an interrogation right now. <laughs> I need an adult. But no, I was just going to say I'm... Uh, I still really like my um, like sitcoms and stuff like that. So I was yeah. just going to say like uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and whatnot, but yeah. yeah. But I remember like, uh, Byron, like you were quite confused about uh, what came out like last year, whatever. Because I was sort of like that as well when I was considering that question. It's like something that I watched last year, did it actually come out that year, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm going, back and, going back and checking over stuff. And no, we're pretty on par there. Like I'm still rating Avengers Endgame up there. Yeah. You're right about Toy Story 4. And I'm, I might actually stick with that. I mean, Toy Story 3 was a... I would rate that above Avengers Endgame as the feelings that I, I left with it, but... Mm. It just depends on it. Because you could relate to it because Andy had grown up. He was saying goodbye to his toys. But you felt like because you were now, we were all similar ages to what Andy was, except you, Byron, of course, you're a bit older. Thanks. um, (laughs) We felt as if we grew up with Andy and it was time for us to say goodbye at the same time. Yeah. Like, uh, there's some big movies that I really, well, I thought they were great movies. I wouldn't call them big. But there's Pet Cemetery that came out and there was Pokemon Detective Pikachu, which was revolutionary for the whole, you know, real life genre thing because it changed the perspective of things oh yeah come on come on say it brock i think actually i, t- I changed my answer oh, really? oh. yeah the best movie of 2019 is cats 
I'm going to shoot you right now. <laughs> and I'll watch and smile. But well, uh, I am thankful I haven't seen that. But apparently there would be people joking that they need like a Medal of Honor for those who sat through that movie. <laughs> Reading the reviews for that like movie, a movie is like the a movie best version thing of, I've ever done with my life. Like a movie version of the Purple Heart. You know, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> well, funny enough, my mom actually went and saw it yesterday. And she said someone fell asleep in it. So I was like, it mustn't be good. But she was like, it was great. I'm like. No. no you know it's be. you know it's bad when your grandmother who hopefully you're listening right now, hi Gran. She always says she listens. So Mine um, doesn't. <laughs> you know it's bad when she so- says at Christmas dinner that she's not gonna see it in the film like mm-hmm. uh, in the film in the movie theatre. So Yeah. Well, for me I would say the best film of twenty nineteen was Joker. Oh yeah, that came out too, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, see I'm I still haven't seen that, so I can't weigh in on that. I don't want to be ones. one of those people that weigh in on until I've seen it. Yeah, I know, I, like, I know what you mean, but just Joaquin Phoenix was just absolutely phenomenal in the role. He should get an Oscar nomination for that. And it was just one of those ones, like some scenes that would just linger in your mind for like weeks after watching the movie. I had to like watch it multiple times in the cinema. It was, uh, r- that's rare for me. I never really do that, but I had to just see the Joker multiple times. As in best TV show, now this is just me being biased as a history student, but uh, you know what came out in the HBO in 2019? Yeah, the Chernobyl Chernobyl, thing. yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Just absolutely phenomenal. And it was more quality over quantity. It, um, it didn't have too many episodes to it, and it was just every single scene wasn't wasted at all. It was just absolutely phenomenal. And it really captured the the state of the Soviet Union in the late 1980s when it was basically this regime that was on the verge of collapse as well. And it was a terrifying sort of view of the world as well where controlling information was much more important to them than actually saving human lives. Moving to zero. Yeah. (laughs) I actually didn't say my one. And this is a bit of a controversial one because I've had different perspectives of this, but I really, really enjoyed The Mandalorian and I rate that was one of the best ones. All the Baby Yoda memes. Still haven't seen it. It's okay. We forgive you. It's Disney Plus. But at the same time, there was shows that came out uh, like, well, a second season of shows, for example, um, uh, Teen Titans, well, the, the called Titans. I really have been enjoying that too, but I still rate The Mandalorian as the best. And yeah, okay, there were some hiccups for, you know, sorry, you've got to create a Star Wars TV show? Sorry, that's amazing. Mm. Just doing that in its first place and, you know, First episode launched really well. Everything had a good storyline to it. I felt like it was really good, but really, you know, there are it's open to opinion on these things. Yeah. Well, when we continue, we'll talk about uh, movies coming out this year that we're looking forward to. But coming up now, we have another song by Sabaton. It is Fields Are For Done. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Stay tuned. And that was Peacemaker by... Psycho. And before that was 82nd All The Way by Sabaton. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes driving you home from Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. What is it, Brock? Did you play 82nd All The Way as well? Yes. He was so invested in the game. Like, okay, 82nd All The Way, dear listeners, is Brock's favourite Sabaton song. And he always sings to that it. That and Shiriyama. Yes. And um, I was wanting him to be invested in the song, but he was just too focused on the video game. I know, I just, right? I didn't realise that uh, right? call and response was required to be honest i was so invested (laughs) i was heartbroken but anyway we're going to continue with nerd talk and talking about movies and tv shows that we're looking forward to coming out in 2020 so we'll start with you once more byron what are you looking forward to 
funnily enough, I'm actually still looking forward to watching the rest of The Witcher. Yes. I haven't watched all of it. Apparently, and I really that's like it. the most popular show on Netflix now. Oh, definitely would be. And there's a funny statistic that there are more players playing The Witcher now than there were at launch. The that Witcher doesn't 3, surprise that is, me. Because of the Netflix show. Mm. And the sales have skyrocketed again from it. So, I wonder if Netflix actually invested in the game and just was like, I'm going to buy some shares in this, release the game, you know. What's very interesting about that as well is that um, the author of the Witcher novels and the developers of the game CD Projekt Red, they finally made amends for each oh, other. They? they had this legal battle for yeah. years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they're oh, that's good, in good terms again. That was I think a- the Netflix show helped with that. <sighs> The only thing that's annoying me right now is pacing. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, if you're already a fan of The Witcher, you can enjoy it. But if you're new to the franchise entirely, it will be difficult. And the way it just keeps going back back and forth, like um, like three weeks earlier, or like back to present day. Yeah, you know, the time frame is really annoying just me. tell a story in chronological order how it happened. Yeah, I mean, didn't that happen in the Game of Thrones books? Eh. They jumped all over the place. Sort of, but uh, not as bad as in the Netflix show of um, The Witcher. Yeah, so The Witcher is one. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season of Rick and Morty. And I actually don't know what... Oh, wait, no. The, <laughs> the finishing off the Infinity Crisis for Arrow Flash universe. Yeah. That's the other thing I'm looking forward to. I don't actually have much else on the horizon right now. Actually, by the way, speaking of... I know this is going to be slightly off topic, but what did you think of the comic Kingdom Come? What's your comments about that? Oh, that's right. That? I finished reading that. I was really distraught on how that went. Mm. I was really thrown in. It's a very dark graphic novel. And of course, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman survived. Oh, yeah. They're the Trinity. But Shazam. He died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a whole mind control situation happening, and there's... Batman pretending to be a bad guy, but not really a bad guy. And I get really thrown. Mm. But that's another story entirely, though. Yes. What about you, Brock? Are there any movies and TV shows? Yeah. So uh, continuing my trend of the of the weird hobby with the foreign film and whatnot, there's a couple I'm looking forward to. So um, you guys remember um, the, I mentioned ages ago, but the video game one with the King's Avatar. Yeah. I believe that has a season two coming out. It's really sad because I'm going to be watching that too. <laughs> yeah. You suck for getting me into that. It's good though. But, it's um, so bad. It's so They have this cheesy music and it just really annoys me. It's so good that it's bad. I mean, sorry. It's so bad that it's good. Sorry. Mm. But I didn't think it was too bad. I really enjoyed it. It's but, um, brain dead stuff I'll put on next to me. Yeah. There's no English in it. Yeah, I'll still put it on and I'll be like glancing over at the words and then I kind of know what's going and on. And then next, real, next uh, you'll realize that like... An epic fight's going on. You'd be like, mm. yeah. Well, I'm not judging at all because I'm currently like uh, aiming to complete a foreign language TV show on Netflix. It's called. It's called Better Than Us. Haven't. Wait, be- wait, is that the one about the um? Those Russian robots. Oh no, I was going to say, is that the one where like there has the paraglider and she lands in North no. Korea and then uh, okay, no, it's it. basically people interacting with their artificial intelligence in like. And they're so advanced that they can just replace human beings. But then again, though, there's this weird uncanny, uncanny valley look to them. They look real, but they just stare at you. Is that the one where they got these random charge ports on the side? It's like yeah. these random strips. Oh, God, I watched a trailer of this thing. I actually wanted to watch it. Then I yeah. found out the whole language barrier thing and really throws you can, me off. No, you can put, you can put English dubbings. You can, no, put, you can put English dubs over it. No, I've already got that sitting on the, my list of things to watch. Yeah. 
I can't believe I think I might add that to mine later on. Yeah, better than us. (laughs) Yeah, foreign film. Perfect for you. Or series, sorry. What else uh, have I got going? Oh, so, I mean, uh, I'm I'm a huge Formula One fan as well. Formula One fan as well. And so uh, I'll be watching their Drive to Survive season two when that comes out just to see what Netflix chucks up with their narratives of that season Mm. and whatnot. Uh, That'd be interesting. But then aside from that, though, realistically, the only other two shows which I'm caring about at the moment is uh, obviously, like I said, with Terrace House before. That's great. That's that's going into, like, I think the Tokyo Olympics start. Mm. And then uh, there's another one called Vagabond, which... Mm. There's another show, though, that you two need to watch. It's called Don't F With Cats. I don't want to say the full title because, you know, it'd be rude. But um, it's these uh, people hunting down a killer on the internet. It's very dark. Just a weird title. Yeah. It's an important title, though. But other movies that I'm interested in, well, they're ones that sort of came out in America last year. And they're sort of being released in Australia this year. Nothing these include um, more. Yeah. So these include um, 1917, pretty self-explanatory, World War One, And... Um, the Lighthouse. And I showed you a trailer of that, nope. but you had no interest in it it's because it was and black white. and white. It looks What's like the a, problem with that? It looks like an old movie. They're it looks li- good. Isn't that the point, I'm assuming? Yes. It's even like framed. Like it doesn't have yes. full res- resolution to yeah, it. Yeah, that's... I don't like it. But I'm interested in that. It's an artistic choice, though. I'll show you the trailer yeah. when we're having our break. Okay. Just wow, Byron. Utter pleb. Anyway, coming up next, we have Cigarettes and Honey by Death by Denim. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes, driving you home on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Stay tuned. And that was Lo-Fi by Tamara and the Dreams. And before that was Strangest Places by approachable members of your local community, featuring who, Brock? Dolce. Dolce, right. <laughs> well, you're listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brock Byrne and Alex on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. So... I guess we would want to talk, since it's like the first day of 2020, what's our progress on our New Year's resolutions? If there were any. I tend to be quite realistic with myself. You know, I try not to be too ambitious. I hope to get a little fitter. I would say so as well. That would be, that's just a primary one there. Maybe change my habits a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. Those might be the major ones. Try and eat healthier and all that. Yeah. That's one for me. Try and drink a hell of a lot less. That's certainly Ooh. one for me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You go to the tav like every day. Aren't we going to the tav after this? <laughs> nah. Closed. It'd be close. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would go. But, yeah. So, uh, mind you, though, I will be going out drinking this weekend. But uh, <laughs> anyway, what about you, Brock? Um, I don't actually know. Well, that's not good enough. Yeah. You need to know. Actually, might be upgrade my tech. Yeah. Get a new phone, because I'm still on an iPhone 5. Get a new graphics card, I would say. No, I'm, I got 1070. I'm all Well, good. for me, I yeah, want to yeah, yeah. get a new graphics card. Yeah, mine's, only, mine's only a 980 GTX. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's yeah like it, runs, it makes games run well, but, you know, want to improve it. I think a, um, I don't want to say spiritual, but I feel like spiritual a- Spiritual, man. I feel Do like it. A, a real good uh, personal growth is a good goal for me for this year. Fair enough. So, yeah. You just want to, like, go and find yourself, man. Is that it? You want to go out and travel? I don't know. We'll see. Dude. Anyway, <laughs> I guess we shall uh, say our goodbyes. Um, coming up is Blue Summer by Citrus Days. You have been listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brock, Byron and Alex on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Would you two stop playing video games? Seriously? No. <laughs> the way you two are just so focused on the screen. Anyway, see you later. Bye. Bye.